the mom who knows nada. My name is Brianna, and this is the Mama Knows Nada podcast. I think we're doing like a family theme by accident this month or this season. It's my cousin Lauren. She has her own little blog and Instagram page where she focuses a lot on fashion, style, and her mom life, Life with Lar Brooke. She is joining us today to talk about all sorts of fun things, including her lifestyle and fashion obsession. So anyway, Lauren, thank you for being here. I'm so happy to have you and catch up because it's been a minute. <laughs> thank you so much. I am so excited. A little bit nervous, but very excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a conversation with a friend, except, you know, we've all had practice with this. We can't physically yeah. touch. So yes. you just, you know, talk to the computer and it tells you it's like a Basically fortune. what I do all day. So, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so same difference. It's, it's comfortable. Yeah. All right. So you have two kids, a girl and a boy, respectively, in that order. What, when you first found out you were pregnant with your oldest, what was your initial reaction? Oh, we were super excited because... I'm a planner and we for sure planned that and very lucky to get pregnant the very first month that we tried. So we knew when we wanted to get pregnant more so because of my schedule, my job schedule. And I kind of planned it around <laughs> when you're a meeting planner. It's, I don't know who listens, but meeting planner season is like in the fall. So we had to kind of make sure that I was available in the fall. <laughs> so I planned it around that. Yeah. Very excited. So, yeah, <laughs> were both pregnancies planned or just? Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. much planned. Okay, so the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love most about motherhood? Oh, man. I mean, everything is fun, but also it's mm. crazy. Um, watching them grow is probably my favorite thing. Like, and just like learn when they were babies, like it was fun to watch them like do little things. But now that like mm. Audrey, the older one is doing ice skating and she's so good. And it's just so fun to watch them excel. And just like, even like through the hard things, it's fun to watch them learn how to get through things. So I think that's my favorite part. Just like watching them, like sitting back and yeah. watching <laughs> That is pretty cool. She's ice skating. Yes. And she get into it. that? I have no idea. Huh. She was like, I want to ice skate. All right. So we did it and she loved it. Loved it. Wow. Yeah. Now, had she like roller skated or like so, rollerbladed before? Once she said that she wanted to ice skate, we got her, um, like there's a roller skate that switched from roller skates to rollerblades and we got those for her birthday. Ooh. Roller skating. She was not good at roller skating. Terrible. I have videos and it was hysterical. Um, but rollerblading, she picked up much faster and it was good. I think that really helped her on the ice too. That's really interesting. I yeah. would, you would think the reverse because I was a really good roller skater when I was 12, but that was a couple of years ago. <laughs> anyway, that's an interesting thing to pick up. I, I like know. It. Um, what about the little one? Is he into oh. anything yet or is he still too young? Well, we tried soccer and he's actually really good at soccer, but he does not like when people try to take the ball from him. So he would like run away crying. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It must yeah. be from having like an older sibling, you know? I don't know, <laughs> that's the one I don't know but he is very <laughs> active, funny. does not stop moving. Um, so, and he's been like that. He started crawling at six months, walking at 10 months and like has been running ever since. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Marathoner. There yeah. you go. Very, very active. Just not into one specific thing yet. Although we just signed him up for ice skating too. So we'll see. <laughs> 
Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I a nice sibling rivalry. Yeah. Here we go. Rivalry. Here we go. Um, how has motherhood changed you? You know, I don't know it. I don't know. I don't know if it's changed me or somehow it made me a little bit less emotional. I think, which is weird. Like I used to be really emotional, <laughs> and now I feel like I'm not. And I don't. I don't know what's that. Attri- what that is attributed to. Um. Mm. But I don't know. These little people, they just do some weird things to you. (laughs) That is so true. Yeah. Actually. I think, though, on that, just on that, to vibe with that for a second, like motherhood, in certain ways, you have to be frank and matter of Mm -hmm. fact and, like, abrupt. Like, you have to make decisions and you have to be, like disengaged from the repercussions of those decisions because someone's going to be upset about it. Yeah. And so that kind of makes sense. Like an emotional where you just, I could see that. Cause there's times when I'm like, okay, kid, that's it. We're yeah. doing this. And he, no, mommy. you're like, oh, I don't really fucking care. We're, this is like, not a negotiation. Yeah. Toddler out the door. Like yeah. no way. I said, no, no more chocolate for breakfast. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get that. That's it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I, I I've said before that, I feel like my husband's mom was very, very nurturing and motherly. Whereas, as you know, <laughs> my my parents weren't. They worked for, further away. Uh, whereas his mom was a stay at home mom. So we kind mm. of had to learn a little bit more sooner. So gotcha. I don't know if not that my mom wasn't nurturing, but I just feel like his was a little bit more nurturing than mine. So we you can definitely and see that dynamic. Too. Yeah, and like not her fault, but they worked further away. So, and when they were, we were like driving all over to sports and all that kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know if that has an impact on it. I've definitely thought about that though. That's interesting. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Could be. I mean, it's an interesting thing to kind of, I'm going to let that marinate and come back to it. (laughs) Um, So when you first had Audrey, your oldest one, how was that transition into the space of motherhood. Cause I, I personally feel like it's really different as soon as that organism is here. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to hear your take on the transition with the first one. And then with the second. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, going from zero to one was like nothing going from one to two was way harder than I anticipated. Um, but Audrey, it was honestly, it was Audrey and I a lot alone because of Dan's job. Mm. So it was just her and I, and she, well, she is like an angel child now. She was also a really good baby, but the toddler years, I don't know if it's because we were together so much or what, but we had some problems. Like she would scream at me and like hit me. And there were times where I would lock myself in my bathroom crying because she was so mean to me. And I know she didn't mean it, but like, I was like, I can't study this anymore. (laughs) Um, yeah. Keep us both safe. Yeah. Mommy needs some space. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like she, she, like I said, it was just her and I for a lot. So, um, I don't know. She was, she definitely changed. She changed me, but also I always found it was very important. And I thought this even before I had kids to maintain myself even like Mm. maintain myself separate from motherhood and separate from my marriage. So we, we are both really good at like 
doing separate things. Like I go for a weekend with my friends or like he goes to volleyball tournaments and whatever. Same thing with my kids. Like it's, I like to have time away from them because I'm also Mm. with them so much that like, I need it. Like I remember there was a time right after I had Audrey or maybe it was after I had Landon where Dan was like, go to target, like just go do something by yourself. Cause I was going to lose it. Like I need some time to myself. So mm. I think that's always been super important to me. Amen to that. I think that's so, so important. I think sometimes like it's, it's really hard, I think, to explain to men what it, that transition or that moment is when the kid is born. It's literally mm-hmm. like all of a sudden you just start behaving in a certain parameter that you mm-hmm. never really knew existed before. Yeah. But equal to that, I've, I've always said this and you know, my parents and their marriage and all that crap. So it's like, if I can't take care of myself, how can I take care of anybody else? 100%. That's always been like my, my mantra. Uh, and I don't feel guilty. Like I feel guilty sometimes when with my husband, because he doesn't have any friends here. Uh, most of all, he's from the UK. So all of his friends are in the UK. Um, and he doesn't really get guys nights out, but I'm like, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. like, bye. <laughs> I'm going to play tennis. See you later, dude. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I think that's really important to focus. Like just mm-hmm. because you have this child, it's also really selfish too, personally. Um, doesn't mean that everything else stops. And I think that just kind of like having those boundaries of like, okay, even a target grand, like mm-hmm. I like going to the grocery store with without my kid it's way easier you know oh, like i'll do it while he's in preschool yes so i don't have to deal with it <laughs> i pick it up now i can't go through the store without or with them <laughs> can't do it too many too many random things end up in the cart yeah. do you have that problem because I, I do ours like, is, like, is more shit? like they for some reason we go in through the grocery store doors and they think their volume has to turn up 10 times like why are you yelling at everything like i don't understand so i just can't i start sweating i just order online and go pick it up (laughs) can't deal with it good strategy good strategy or they like all run in different directions i have a friend who just has that problem like yes I got the one and he thinks he's helping by putting everything in the mm-hmm. cart. Like, we don't eat that. Yeah. Why are you picking that up? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was like a pretty seamless or surprisingly easy transition when you had your kids? I honestly feel like just being a mom felt very natural to me, mm-hmm. which I don't know why, but it did. Like I, I couldn't, um, well, I did breastfeed for a little bit, but it just, that did not come easy to me. Um, but just being a mom came easy in the newborn phases, at least Mm. as they get older, it gets a little bit more difficult, but like, I, it was easy to like snuggle and it was very, like I, I pumped exclusively then and I was crazy and pumped every two and a half hours for eight months, even through the night. So I could store milk. Like it was just easy for me to make those decisions and make the decisions that I felt were right for me as a mother and for my kids. So I just some for some reason feel like I was meant to be a mom but also I don't feel like I'm as nurturing as some moms are so it's kind of weird (laughs) but I I love it I'm not I'm not nurturing either (laughs) to a certain degree I think like I was like complaining my husband always hurts himself right and I'm like get up figure it out you're fine and like I have that to like Declan we're walking the dog and he starts racing me shoes are on the wrong feet mind you Uh falls Oh, I have a bleeding boo-boo, mommy. Not just a regular boo-boo or a cut, a bleeding, a bleeding boo-boo. 
Okay, good. I'm like, come on, you're fine. Oh, but mommy. I'm like, okay. And you try to be like empathetic because Mm -hmm. to them it's a big deal. But like equally, I'm like, it's a fucking cut, kid. I had stitches in my skull four times. (laughs) Call me when that happens. (laughs) Like no empathy whatsoever for this kid. But equally, like I pause. I'm like, okay, for a three and a half year old, blah. You know, like I have to be a little bit empathetic. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of see what you're saying with like the nurturing thing as well. It's like, I didn't want to be a mom. I was scared to be. Yeah. So it, the, this like, um, cause Dom will be like, why do we always have to do it your way? And I'm like, because this is what I feel in my bones is the right thing to do for our kid. And I carried him for nine months. So it's, <laughs> he's like, that is not how it works. And I'm like, it does, it does. 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I, anyway, I'm, I'm going off cuff here, but like, having that just like innate um reaction response to like what your kid needs yeah totally i feel that that's Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good thing to highlight it's really hard to like put that in perspective i think too and really navigate that it's just somehow you know what's right for you and your kids so that everybody stays sane (laughs) some days most Um, days (laughs) uh what else like was has been like trying with like the two or going from the the one to two especially because audrey was a toddler right Mm -hmm. they're like what two years apart yeah two and a half two and a half years apart so she's like in the throes of toddlerdom Mm -hmm. and then she has this baby brother oh how is that now she is a little mama like oh yeah like we'll be like yesterday we went out and she was like now landon can't do this right now like pass his back like she is no she also like punches him and hits him sometimes too so there's that but she is a little mama and she loved him she loved her baby brother she had no like qualms about him being there that was fine um I think more so it was because I was home half of the time by myself it was like how do I put this kid to bed and this kid and like like nurse or pump or whatever I need to do because I have two now. I did, my goal was to have her potty trained and sleeping by herself before Landon was born. And I did that. So that made it easier. Um, But it was definitely hard to like have food for both of them. (laughs) You know, like all those things get dressed. Did I brush my teeth? I mean, that's still an issue, but. (laughs) (laughs) Whitening gum, right? You know, that helps, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it definitely was hard at first and then it kind of got in the groove, but yeah, getting used to two schedules and they were opposite schedules. So it was like one was always awake. I never had a moment to myself. (laughs) That sounds terrible. I'm not even going to lie. It was (laughs) pretty awful. There was a time where I, people were asking like, Oh, like how's two? I'm like, don't have another one. Like do not have more than one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that because it's, it's too late now. I, mean, I, I don't, here's my thing about sleep. I slept more when Declan was nursing every like two to three hours than I do now. Religiously, I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm up for like three hours and I'm like, oh, I should have had another kid because I'm already up and I'm already not sleeping and I'm miserable and I'm tired every single day. So I don't know what that's all about, but that's my, again, that's the first world problem that I have. Okay. So you've been a working mom. You've since before Audrey was born, obviously. Um, so when you found out you're pregnant, you're planning around work. 
How did you navigate that transition from a stepping back to be home to have your kid for, and did you take maternity leave yeah, to then going back? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I have been very lucky with all of my jobs. Um, in the places where I work now was not, I was not paid for my maternity leave, um, mm. which is a whole other thing that needs fixed. But, um, yeah, I just, I think I was like, I'm taking 12 weeks. So I took, um, <laughs> I do what I want. No, um, we did have short-term disability. So the first time when I had Audrey, I had that actually, did I have not a hair no short-term disability. So I got paid for a little bit. Um, but then I think the last four weeks or something like that, I didn't take pay. And I started going back like part-time and then I just went back mm. full-time. Sometimes I would have to take Audrey with me. Um, not often, but just sometimes, but she went right in daycare and I'm a huge proponent for daycare. <laughs> uh, the same thing with Landon. Like I think with one of them, I forget who it was. I had Affleck, which was very nice. They have like a maternity rider, which pays you basically oh, to have a baby. It's great. Um, they don't do that anymore. I keep hitting this. Um, but yeah, it was an easy transition because of where I work. Like they were very family friendly. Mm. Um, and they were just really good about it. Um, even where I work now, they're really good with, um, anyone having a baby year and needing out nice. for medical. So yeah. Um, and I just eased right back in. So <laughs> it wasn't crazy. You were like, here kids, here's daycare. Have fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Peace. I actually think my husband was more, um, emotional about it than I was because I'm like <laughs> I need I need the space I need I need to do my work I'm with them all the time here you go and he's more like um we need to pick them up by this time like, like we pay for later he's like I know but I, I don't want them there long like, okay well, if you're gonna go get them you, you, you go get them yeah so <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I definitely know people who are like, no, like my baby's going to school, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is it? Bye. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, peace out, kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to learn about caterpillars and no. chrysalises from mom. No. So see ya. <laughs> mm -mm. All right. All right, let's get into like your fashion obsession and this <laughs> hobby that you do. Um, I don't know how you find that time and energy no. for all these deals. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. I'm like watching your shit and I'm like, what does she do all day that she finds all this stuff? So that's first of all, incredible to me. Um, and how do you juggle that with your main job and you keep this little like side hobby hustle thing going? Oh, secret. I actually just stopped my blog. <laughs> um, oh, mainly, really? only this month it just, I didn't pay because I am so busy. And like mm. I said before, fall is the busiest time of the year for me. And I had just gotten a new client and I just couldn't, I didn't have the time to focus on it. Um, and I Fair. learned that, I mean, I like to be busy, but I just did not have time. I barely had time to write any blog posts, barely had time to share anything that I was finding. Mm. And I just needed to take my mental health into um, account there and my kids and my family. So like, I was just like, you know what? I need to step back for a little bit and not do this and focus on that. Like, I nice. still like Instagram. I still share things on there that I find. Um, it's just not as much as I did because right now, like, there's higher priorities for me. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. But I love it. Um, I would basically, like, I had my kids' birth stories on there. I had our recipes on there. Um, any sale signs. Because I, I like fashion. I don't like, like, high-end fashion. 
um, more like a Target and uh, Old Navy and like American Eagle, that kind of fashion stuff. But I, I love finding things that other people like because sometimes people don't have the time to go out and mm. look for things. And mm-hmm. and I'll never share anything that I don't like or I'll share it and say that I don't like it. Um, that's one thing that um, people, well, what I've strived for and what people have said to me is that that's one of the reasons they like to follow me because I am completely authentically me. Most times I don't have a filter <laughs> on anymore and I'm just plain old me and I share the ups and the downs and I cried on there when all the police stuff was happening. Like it's just, uh, I'm just me and that's what people like to follow. And I, there's no point in sharing things to make a sale or all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I'm just me and I'm goofy. So that's what I do on there for right now. And it, it, I like it, it. it could oh. change, but for now, that's, that's what I'm doing. So your husband, you mentioned, is, is a police officer. He is. How do you navigate that as his wife? <laughs> it's an interesting role to be in, I yeah. think. So when we first, well, first we first met like a long, long time ago. My brother and him played soccer together. Mm. Um, but yeah, then we reconnected later in life and never in my life would I have thought that I would be married to him. Um, but I, <laughs> I am very glad I am. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, when we got together, he was not a police officer. He was in the physical fitness world doing like training and that kind of stuff. Um, but he did go to college for law enforcement. Didn't really work out transition to the fitness thing. Um, Decided he wanted to go back into it, did the academy thing while we were together. So um, we've been together as long as he's been a cop. And it's definitely interesting. The first, um, when you first get hired, at least at his department, they come around and, like, tell you, like, things to expect. Are you ready for this as his partner? Mm. Um, kind of just introduce you to the world. Um, and, I mean, you can say you're ready, but who knows? And luckily, he doesn't mm. work in, like, a crazy area, um, knock on wood. <laughs> it's a pretty calm <laughs> residential area. There is stuff that happens, but it's not too crazy. And I say that knowing that he doesn't tell me half of, more than half of the things. Like, he is very, very good at keeping everything mm-hmm. separate, which is very lovely wow. because I have anxiety. <laughs> and uh, he knows what to tell me and what not to tell me. Uh-huh. Um, but as his wife, it's... There's definitely been scary times, um, specifically with mm-hmm. protests and all that, um, or like times where he doesn't text me back for hours and my anxious brain goes to all the places and I like frantically search news sites and, and Facebook and all these places to see if anything's happening where he works. Um, and then he'll text me back and be like, oh, sorry, I had this. And I'm like, okay. So we do know, he knows that it's possible if he's going to be running late or he's not answering me, like he just has to say like, I'm alive or I'm good or something, which is weird, but that's what he has to do. Just so at least I know like he's okay. So yeah, fair. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a big ask. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are you breathing? Yes. <laughs> Are you still kicking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's interesting. And people say like, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, like for me, like when he goes to work now, it's just like, He's going to work and I don't think yeah. about it. I somehow just like block it out. And like I said, it's, he's not in like a terrible area. Like he's not in Baltimore city. <laughs> so, 
where uh, it's it's a nicer area, and I just don't really think about it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't blame you. I remember my college boyfriend was the police officer in Baltimore County, so just north of the city. Yeah which you're familiar with because we went to the same university, but for anybody who's listening, who might not be. Um, and there was this terrible, uh, murder and it was in kind of like the area you're talking about. So it's like Baltimore County, pretty safe neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. And my boyfriend was at the time was the second officer on the scene. Mm-hmm. And he called me, while he was waiting for like the medics and the uh, backup just to be like, I love you. This is really, this is a tough day. I just need you to know that. And then he's like, you'll see it on the news later. And it was this crazy. And it, it it was actually quite a tragedy. It was like a family of five and um, they were all like, I forget exactly what happened, but four of them were dead. And the, the son who ended up being the, the murderer came in and said he found his family. Was this at the, at the he, hotel? It was at their house. Oh, okay. It was like, crazy. it was when I was in, in college, like 23, 24, uh, maybe 20. Yeah. I remember something um, like that. So yeah, it was pretty brutal. And, uh, but anyway, this kid had just like, gone to his friends to stay the night, snuck into the home, killed his entire family, came, went back to the friend's house. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, it was just brutal. And I was like, fuck, how does somebody have to like, and that's like, that's a terrible tragedy no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And those things happen, unfortunately too regularly. Right. But it's like to be that and some more regular than others. If I just see that every day or even like, per, like I'm like, someone get me a shrink. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. We could not handle that. Yeah. That's, that's gruesome. Anyway. Yeah. We definitely have, I've said multiple times, not often, but like, like we, do we need to have a check-in? Like, okay. Like, mm. because there's other things that have happened in our lives, uh, family suicides, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah. we have both been through that. I've been through a school shooting. So it's just like mm. a lot of tragedy and we just need to make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. He actually did something similar last week where, and I didn't know that's why he was calling until the next day that he had to do something and then called us just to talk to us afterwards. Cause yeah. he just wanted to hear our voice. So yeah, it's, I can definitely relate to that. It's, uh, I'm really glad, no offense. And I applaud your husband because <laughs> I, that's not an easy line of work to be in. Um, on any side of it, there's obviously officers out there who are not great. Right. And there's also civilians out there who are not wonderful stand-up <laughs> mm-hmm. citizens. So we're not trying to play politics here. We're just talking about one specific viewpoint, which is hers as a officer's wife. So let me make that point very clear. Um, and I think sometimes it's easy to put down officers or and not see them as human sometimes mm-hmm. because there are people who have you know taken advantage of systems and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think sometimes we forget that they still have families yeah. too you know it's like when you're a kid and there's like your teacher you never think about your teacher mm-hmm. outside of the classroom because right. you're like a seven eight year old and like seeing them is like weird yeah i feel like it's like a similar thing for officers like you see them in one specific vertical and then you forget that they actually are like humans too right. you know right. yeah that's my take on it <laughs> anyway back to you um <laughs> What do you wish people understood about first responders and their families? Um, The biggest thing is to not always believe what you see in the news because 
no offense to reporters, but they don't always have it right. And they don't always get all the information before um, posting what they see. Um, mm. There is a lot that people don't know before thing, before something pops up in the news or it's not released mm-hmm. to the public yet. So there's so many times that I've seen that firsthand where something happens and people are commenting all this crazy stuff. I'm like, you don't know the whole story. And if you did, mm-hmm. then you would know. So that's the biggest, not to defend all police officers again, but like you got to know the right. whole story before you can go commenting and saying yeah. negative things. I think that's interesting. I, and I always, um, I'll hear something and I'll be like, um, well, let's give this a day or two for everything mm-hmm. to really, you know, as a, as a journalism, like a student of journalism, yeah. um, somebody, like, of course you want to, you know, have that in or that, right. this or like, you know, get the scoop. But, but equally, I think sometimes we're so focused on getting the scoop and almost like having an objective that we're not listening to all the sides. And I think we can see that history shows us there's a lot of sides and some of them get left out and all of them are valuable to find the truth because within all of those perspectives is the truth. So I take your point about journalism. I've seen a lot of bad journalism recently. (laughs) My favorite thing to do now, since nobody would give me a job out of high school is to, when I read a news article or uh, a blog or something, and there's like a typo in it, I like to email them. Oh yes. I I have gone through like (laughs) books and seen typos. I'm like, how did no one see the typo? (laughs) I know. I found a typo on my book. I'm not going to tell anybody which where it is, but I found it. I'm so pissed off. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, how did my editors? I went. I mean, I literally have 20 revisions of this goddamn thing, and nobody fucking saw that. Are you kidding me? I have like a book with like notes in it. I'm like, when I do my second version of this, these. (laughs) I'm like, it bothers me so much. I I can't believe like we all missed it. That's why you have editors. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Who fact checks this shit? Which is another fun thing with like, not to slander the media, but also to be like, come on, people do your jobs. The amount of like, I'm like, did you guys not fact check this? Mm -hmm. Like, what did your, what is your editor doing? Please? (laughs) Like, please. I don't get it. (sighs) Okay. So your husband has a weird schedule. Oh, yeah. How do you juggle that with like, does he do like nights then days and stuff like that? Does he have that kind of setup or is it different within his department? Yeah. So for the first like six years of him being an officer, it was all night. So he always worked nights. Yeah. And now it switches. So sometimes he'll work nights, sometimes he'll work days. And I don't even know when it is because it's crazy. It's not like a normal, like every so many weeks it's different. Um, really? Yeah. That's annoying. Sure is. <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Are you plan anything? Right. Well, so we do have his schedule a year in advance. So like I know where. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's nice. So I know what it is, but it's still like, it's not a week. It's not a like normal every like four weeks or whatever. So it is nice. We do have his calendar so far in advance, but there are numbers of times where I have gone to everything by myself and I'm used to it. Like I just go to, I've probably been to more of his family's events than he has in the last like nine years because he's just working. <laughs> so yeah, it's mm. the hardest part now. Like when I, we didn't have kids, it didn't matter. Um, I just did whatever I needed to do or wanted to do when he was working. But now that we have kids, the hard part is mm. like, I finally get them on a schedule when he's not home at night or whatever. And then it changes. And then, when he walks in the door, it's like World War Three, like out of happiness. Like they're just like 
and like I don't understand so bedtime is crazy so yeah it's just the schedule and it mixes it messes them up like every so many weeks but oh that's really an interesting point yeah I didn't think about that Mm -hmm. like daddy comes home and he it's a different schedule so he was like get out of the house you're messing up my jam yeah yeah (laughs) like go back to work yeah it's super annoying (laughs) there (laughs) stop uh, this up yeah it's definitely annoying to have the schedule and it's I mean it's not his fault but yeah it's (laughs) he knows this is a known thing I'm like stop messing the schedule but I can't help it they want to see their daddy and whatever you put them to bed yeah Good luck, mm-hmm. Dad. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet, though. Okay, so I'm going to get into what I call the nada, and that is useless information you received while you were pregnant. <laughs> all of it. What you got? <laughs> Literally Care. all of it. Honestly, like I just feel like each person is so different. For example, mm-hmm. my birth, everyone was like, oh, it's going to take so long and have a plan and whatever. No. Because I had a, my only thing I wanted was an epidural and I did not get it because Audrey was ready to go. My water broke, which, you know, it's super rare that your water breaks at home. And then she was born within three hours of my water breaking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At the hospital or at home? At, at the hospital. <laughs> Luckily, my sister-in-law had come over. It's a very fascinating story, but she came over just to make sure because I was having contractions, but they didn't hurt. And I was like, eh, it was two weeks early. So mm. I told my husband to go to work because I didn't want him to miss out on like hours that he could be home once I had the baby. Um, so yeah, I, uh, she took my water broke. Literally. I like, it felt like she kicked me and I literally said, Oh, she kicked me and my water broke everywhere. My sister-in-law drove me to the hospital. Oh my um, gosh. yeah. And Dan made it. And, but I was not, I was not even like through triage yet. They were just hooking me up and, whatever. And I was like, I got to push. And they're like, no, no, no. We just checked you. You're two centimeters. Mm-mm. I went from two to 10 centimeters in 40 minutes. And shut up. Yeah. And Audrey was here. I pushed like for 20 minutes and she was here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So nothing that anybody told me was right. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Dang. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I mean, way to, Get it, get it in and get it done, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty spectacular. Yes. That, was, yes. was Landon the same or no? No. So I was terrified because they always say your second one comes faster. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't. I worked an hour away at that point. I was like, I can't go to work for, like, the next, the last month of my pregnancy because Audrey came two weeks early. So they actually told me they expected him, like, 37 weeks. I was like, okay, well, not going to go in. Nope. I passed 38 weeks, and I was like, why am I still pregnant? I've never been pregnant that long at that point. <laughs> yeah. So then I did end up going into labor <laughs> at 38 or 39 weeks. And, um, but we got there. I had the same exact nurse. I actually requested her. I was like, is she here? Um, and she was like, get her one or give her her epidural now. <laughs> so they gave me the epidural and then he didn't come for like 15 hours. I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, by that time the epidural was off well no I was golden like I was like hanging out I said it was the best thing ever I felt great I don't know if they pumped more in or what but like I didn't feel a thing it was wonderful really oh, yeah I felt everything and I had an epidural it was annoying oh, yeah. well I felt everything the first time and I was like I'm not doing that again so 
Yeah, I got lucky. Very lucky. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. It's different when you know what to expect, right? Like I was walking in blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Uh, what do you wish you would have been told about motherhood? Oh goodness. That they're little terrors and they're so mean. <laughs> Honestly. Like they can there. but like sour patch kids, like so mean one second and so nice and sweet the next. And you know, everyone tells you that. They tell you that like motherhood is hard, but you mm-hmm. don't realize how like what they mean until like mm-hmm. you hit that part. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really hit that part until they were toddlers. Like babies, you know, just kind of the same. Like they eat, yeah. they sleep, they poop, whatever. But toddlers and like getting into school, like that's the hard part. And dealing with their emotions and mm-hmm. they're trying to break their boundaries. And like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, they're testing everything, which yes. is great, but also annoying. And I've actually heard people say like the toddler years are very similar to like teenage mm. years because that's your two big hormonal shifts happen, um, in the, at those times yeah. for all, for all humans. So I'm not, I mean, I'm pretty good at like rationalizing with Declan surprisingly, like he's really receptive if I explain things to him Yeah, and he'll have like a five minute meltdown, mm-hmm. but I've never had to deal and like a hit or a punch there. Um, here and there it's not really that bad but i've never had to deal with like hour-long meltdowns or anything yeah like i'm like dude stop it yeah <laughs> we we are lucky too we haven't been on like that like long ones usually they're pretty quick um but they're still like they're rough especially when they're in public and i'm like come like audrey never had that she was fine until like she was like four and then she kind of had some but yeah i'm just I wish somebody would have been like, here's the manual on this. Um, they're going to be little dicks and <laughs> you're going to have to get through that. No. <laughs> I, call, I call Declan a tiny nightmare or yeah. a tiny tyrant. And anytime I say it in public, some people are like taken aback and then other people just start cracking up. Yeah. I'm like, it's true. Yeah. Like I, he is a tyrant. He, it's like, <laughs> he is the boss like you know indirectly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i still like have control of the reins but he's you know telling me like he's he's jerking which way he wants to go um and he is a nightmare sometimes like i wish that people would just be honest like kids can be assholes like they are little shits like what you said 100 Mm percent uh all right what unsolicited insight do you have for new moms or soon-to-be moms i know you asked me this question i don't remember what i wrote um but <laughs> off the cuff is going to be not to listen to what everybody else says and just do what you feel is right because your mm. mother instinct is going to be what's right for you and what's right for your family and what's right for your kids. So the pressures of others, you don't need to listen to that. <laughs> I know I've dealt with it with mm-hmm. like specifically I'm not gonna bring it up because that would be weird. <laughs> but with certain things and like no, like this is I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's I don't believe in that or I don't think that's right for my us as a, a mm-hmm. family. So no, I'm not gonna do that. And I just I don't really care what people think. And I think that's the uh, the um I don't know what the word is, but like I feel like that's really important for new mom new moms specifically. But any moms like mm-hmm. don't care what other people think. It's your life, it's your kids it's your family and what you know what's right for you guys 
that's totally yeah yeah everybody's like opinions they're like assholes everybody has one you <laughs> yeah know? exactly sometimes sometimes like the unsolicited advice is helpful and Mm-hmm. having mom groups i feel like it's all about how information is like presented yeah like people who's like oh no you have to try it this way it's like but but do i you know because mm-hmm. this is working for me over here so why do i have to do it your way like, right i think my way is cool too yeah you know like yeah back off and i don't think like i have a group of, <laughs> i have a group of friends now and i was the first to have kids and oh, wow. no one really understood really kind of what I was going through like some of them would be like mm-hmm. I admire you guys or whatever and then other people like I'm going to do it my way which is fine like do it your way but I have friends like apologize like I'm so sorry I didn't realize or like things like that I'm like thank you I feel so like validated now <laughs> I feel seen yeah yeah yes, absolutely oh that's awesome yeah I hear that all right. Well, I'm the mom who knows nada. This is Lar Brooke. You can check her out. It's at Life with Lar Brooke, yeah. right? Your Instagram yeah. handle. Uh, she no, does really no. find some good shit. It's not. Did I'm, you change it? <laughs> it's just Lar two underscores and Brooke with an E. Oh, my website. Oh, your website. Okay. I was, that's what I was on. Sorry. I'm giving (laughs) false information here. I did not fact check my story. So thank God I have an editor here keeping me legit. Um, Lar underscore underscore Brooke with an E. Yes. Got it. She does have some really good finds and she does try a lot of good products that I will never try because I don't have the energy, but for other people who want to know about stuff, she's got some good. I just like listen, and then I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Well, thank you. <laughs> like, okay, bye. <laughs> just like, okay, whatever. That's great. <laughs> I'm never going to use that, but cool. <laughs> anyway, I'm just rambling now. You can check her out, especially if you want anything like good fashion finds, good deals, all that kind of stuff. That's your girl. So thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. And uh, until next time, have fun learning all the things you didn't know you needed to know. Yeah. <laughs>